Welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, and only Tricky. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, This is weird. This is really weird, actually. I've never done a solo episode before. This is a solo for the first time in Offended's history. We got ourselves a solo episode. This is weird. It's weird. I don't like talking to myself. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Hey, Tricky, how was your day? It was pretty good. How was your day, Todd? <laughs> He's just got multiple personalities. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm losing my mind. But anyway, welcome to Offended, uh, the first ever solo episode in our show's history. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to go with this. I feed off of other people's energy here. And when we do the show, I feed off other people's energy. So it's going to be a little different. Um... We have a lot to discuss. Uh, there was a lot that went on last week that I've just felt like I had the podcast. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, over the last like month and a half, maybe two months, maybe three months, honestly, uh, I think you, I think everybody has been seeing how we have slowed down on recording episodes for Offended. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely honest with you. Um, I got burnt out. I got burnt out very, very uh, quickly in the last few months. Um, I don't really have an excuse for it. And uh, my work has been very busy. I just got burnt out. It was a lot all at once. Um, I, and with COVID and everything that was going on, I kind of felt like it was the same show over and over and over and it was kind of going nowhere we did a lot of the same shit over and over um another thing uh, shout out stoutsy i'm without him on the show um he was kind of our heart and soul of offended in my opinion and he doesn't really want to do it now that's okay that's fine that's totally what he wants to do i'm not gonna get mad or control anybody for that. That's your life. I don't fucking care, but he was our heart and soul. And I had to kind of rebuild, uh, the show from the ground up a little bit. Uh, try to do some things that we did before and yeah, it just, it didn't stick the landing as well as it did when it was myself and Stoutsy, but Stoutsy is feeling better. Uh, he is back in the world like a human being again, and I'm so happy for him. And I like happy doesn't express the feelings that I have for that. Like I am beyond like elated for him because that's somebody that actually just deserves to just go live his life like a human being. And I am so fucking happy for you. So Stoutsy, welcome back to the world. Um, we got a lot to discuss here today though. There was a lot happened last week with the Stanley Cup Finals, fans being back for AEW, um, fans coming back for WWE this week even, uh, the Euro Finals, Conor McGregor. We have all that shit to talk about, but I also want to discuss something that I kind of came to the conclusion with, and I think it was a big part of why I feel like I got burnt out and felt like every episode was the exact same, is that I am ending Songs of the Week. Um, it is very hard to keep up and to update songs of the week like on spotify and all that is extremely hard to just constantly update it over and over you would think like oh just looking at the songs after this episode's aired well there's sometimes that we record a show 
and it's three or four days before we release it. And in my OCD brain, I don't want to release it until the episode's aired because I don't want to give away any spoilers of like what we talked about. If you see the songs on that playlist before the episode airs, you can just skip forward that whole segment then. Like, what's the point of listening to that segment if you just see it on there? So we're ending that segment for the time being. It could come back. I've actually fully expected to come back <laughs> in the future. But for now, we're going to take a little break from Songs of the Week. However, myself today will say your song of the week is by Inhaler. And the song is called Totally. Uh, that song is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it is just a great song. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, again, the song is called Totally and the by the band Inhaler. Uh, and it's kind of funny. I've seen so many people say how much they love this band Inhaler, but also hate you too at the same time. I laugh at that because uh, the lead singer of Inhaler is Bono's son. So, And he sounds just like Bono. And a lot of the new music they've put out lately sounds just like you too. <laughs> so to me, it's kind of like, do you just hate you too because they put free music on your phone back in the day? You really actually don't hate them. You just hate that they did that. Or are you just listening to South Park? Like, oh, that's just something. I'm ranting now, but that's just something that I will never understand. Why is Bono such a hated celebrity when he's actually one of the few celebrities in the world that uses his celeb status for the greater good of the human race? I just don't get it. I don't get it, but hey. Let's keep making the Kardashians and the Paul brothers fucking larger than life, right? Fucking idiots. All right, but anyway. <laughs> I'm in a mood today. Um, let's get in the face and heel of the week. Uh, face, My face this week, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning uh, winning their uh, second consecutive Stanley Cup in a row. Um they are my face. Actually, I guess I take that back. Pat Maroon is my face of the week. Pat Maroon's my face, winning three consecutive Stanley Cups in a row. He becomes the first player since the '60s to do so to win three consecutive Stanley Cups with two different teams. Um, he becomes the only the fourth player in NHL history to achieve this uh, accomplishment. Uh, for that, I think you should just put him in the fucking Hall of Fame. Why not? <laughs> just put him in the Hall of Fame. Put Pat Maroon in the Hall of Fame. Oakville. Pat Maroon from Oakville wins three Stanley Cups in a row. I work for cannabis. I'm also from Oakville. <laughs> Both winning. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pat Maroon uh, wins his third Stanley Cup in a row. However, today uh, I saw a picture of the, uh, I guess it was after their boat parade, uh, Stanley Cup parade today. Uh, the Stanley Cup, the top of the Stanley Cup is literally dented. It is almost like, so the part of the, half of the Stanley Cup's top looks like it's still like in a circle, like a cup, right? Well, th- there's a half of it that is bent backwards. <laughs> Like, they totally got drunk and dropped the Stanley Cup. Let's be honest. They got drunk and dropped it. But yet you had that one Karen lady worried about Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy across the uh, the two boats 
had Brady thrown that trophy over the Gronk, and she flipped out about it, right? She flipped out about it. But yet, when the Stanley Cup basically gets dented and almost broken in half, we just laugh. Hockey fans just laugh about it. Because that's what you should do. You should laugh. They're fucking having the greatest time of their life. Let them party. Let them live their life. My God. Oh, my God. You threw the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat. It was caught perfectly fine. But I'm still going to throw a hissy fit. Even though the Lombardi trophy literally gets recreated every year. It's not even the original Lombardi trophy. It literally gets recreated every year. So what's the difference if they if he got to throw it or not? That trophy literally stays in that team's possession for the rest of like that organization's career. The Stanley Cup, however, is the only Stanley Cup. I think there's like a couple other like replicas of the Stanley Cup that travel around like to get like pictures taken with fans and stuff. But the one that the players win and the one that they get to hang out with like every day is the real Stanley Cup. And I just have to laugh at some people like freaking out about that Tom Brady incident, but then hockey fans just laugh it off for the Stanley Cup. Because that's how it should be. It's a fucking trophy. It'll be fine. It'll get redone. It'll get remade. It's not the end of the world. Just like if Brady dropped the fucking Lombardi trophy into the ocean, guess what? Some divers are going to jump in that water and fucking go retrieve it. Because it wasn't like they were like offshore by a lot. They were literally right next to shore because it was a Super Bowl parade. People need to chill the fuck out. I brought up earlier. That was your face and heel of the week, I guess. But I brought up. Uh, I know what it wasn't. That was just your face. I didn't even get into the heel. See, I'm all over the place when there's no other guests on the show or anybody. It's just me. Uh, my heel of the week uh, has to be fans, um, I guess, in England uh, for getting racist at the uh, Marcus Rashford striker for uh, international England team during the Euro finals. Uh, yesterday was the finals of Euro 2020. It came down to England and Italy. And uh, it was a great, it was a phenomenal game. It was an absolutely phenomenal game. Luke Shaw scoring right away for England in the first few minutes of the game. Um, Luke Shaw does not have a lot of goals in his career. He's a defenseman. And the fact that he was the one that's opened up the um, the scoring, it's crazy. It's really crazy to think about, especially if you follow soccer and you know who Luke Shaw is, the fact that he was the one that scored the first goal in that Euro Finals is wild. Italy came back in the second half. The second half was just completely dominated by Italy, by the way. I think England waited way too long to make some substitutions. I get what they were doing, but I think they waited way too long to make any substitutions whatsoever. I fucking hate Italy. I hate their soccer team anyways. I hate their soccer team, not the country, the soccer team. I hate their soccer team because they dive around worse than any other country. What if you watch the World Cup? Italy dives around like crazy. And then they also play very fucking dirty. They play extremely dirty. I mean, that shirt, that jersey pull in that game is crazy to me. And I get the rule that, oh, he wasn't the last defenseman, so it's not an automatic red card. I disagree. I think that should be a red card. You killed the team's momentum. You killed him possibly getting like a two-on-one opportunity. 
You pull him down like that. It's a blatant call. I mean, that should be a red card. But I digress. Um, and I'm Italian. That's the thing. I'm Italian. But England is like my favorite soccer team to watch. A lot of my favorite players play for them. Um, and it was funny because like on Sunday, I kept saying how I wished I was in England for these games because they just go fucking ape shit every time they score a goal. It just looks like a massive party. I never want, I never once put in the thought of how they act when they lose or like when they lose a big game like this. I never want, I never once thought about that. And now a day later, it's like, eh, do I really want to be there? I saw the fights. I saw the bras after the game. Um, fans just like England fans just sucker punching Italy fans for no fucking reason. Like it's a soccer game, guys. I I get soccer's your life over there, but Jesus, man, take it easy. It's a fucking game. It's not life or death here. The game gets tied by Italy with like twenty minutes left in the game. Um, they go to overtime. It was a great overtime. I thought England came back. I thought they pushed back pretty well against Italy in the uh, extra time, the overtime. They couldn't get the job done, and it goes to uh, penalty kicks. Well, the penalty kicks come. I hate that soccer games get decided by PKs. I really do. Um, Because in my opinion, if you're a professional soccer player, you pick a corner, and you should score every time. I get, though, that they're under a lot of pressure. I mean, the world was watching, and anything can happen. Uh, Marcus Rashford gets subbed in in the uh, extra time for England. I thought it was, I was kind of surprised to see him not already be in the game by that point. I thought England could have used some fresh legs earlier on. Um, Marcus Rashford's a great player. And I was very shocked that he came in that late. I thought it was almost too little, too late to sub to make some subs. So I think they used two substitutions with like two minutes left in the extra time. And I'm just sitting here. I'm sitting there watching the game. Just like, why was this not done 15 minutes ago? Or at the start of the first like extra time half. Like what? But I get it. Then then I was like, oh, they're putting them in because they're going to go to PK. So they're getting their best strikers. And I get that. Well, when Marcus Rashford's going up to shoot, he does something, and he does something uh, that I absolutely can't fucking stand when it comes to soccer players taking penalty kicks, and it's like a stutter step. They want to, uh, you know, fake out the goalie or whatever. I disagree with that. I I feel like I've seen so many fuck ups happen in penalty kicks when the players don't just run through the ball and kick the ball into a corner. Um, I I feel like I've seen so many more. Uh, penalty kicks missed when they do a stutter step going up to the ball and sure as shit Marcus Rashford did a stutter step and hit the post and the goalie jumped Illy's goalie jumped the opposite direction too so I saw that happen I'm like god damn it this is just gonna bite England in the ass and the next play uh, the next shot gets taken I'm pretty sure England's goalie saved it but after Rashford hit the post. England missed the next two 
PKs also. Uh, I think both of them were saved, if I'm not mistaken. I think. Um, England completely shot themselves in the foot. Italy won uh, PKs. They became the Euro champions. Everybody thought it was coming home, but it's going to Rome. Does it suck? Yeah, it, sure, it sucks. Uh, if you're a fan of England or if you're from England, yeah, it sucks. I'm a I'm a pretty big England guy, and that sucked. That sucked to watch, especially because I absolutely despise the Italy soccer team. However, the fact that racism then comes out by England's fans for Marcus Rashford hitting the post is inexcusable. It's it's fucking bullshit is what it is. It's it's disgusting. It's um it it's it's the fact that we're in 2021 and racism is still this bad blows my fucking mind. It blows my fucking mind. If you're a racist like and you're listening to the show do me a favor and turn the show off. I don't want your, I don't want, I don't, I don't want you downloading our shows. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be associated with that. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, if you're a racist in general, just fuck right off. And just in general, you're a piece of shit. You're probably the biggest scum of the earth. And I hope nothing but negative shit happens for you. I really do. Don't be a racist piece of shit. That's my final thought on that. You're a piece of shit if you're racist. And if you want to resort to be to just become uh, or just say racist things to an athlete because they fucked up during a fucking sporting event, you're also, I mean, you're just even more of a bigger piece of shit. That's a fucking sporting event. It's not the end of the world. There'll be more Euro championships to, to come. The fucking World Cup happens next year. Like, chill the fuck out. England looks pretty fucking good. I think I like their chances in the World Cup next year. I really do. Um, I'm just disappointed. I'm I'm really just disappointed in England's fans. Uh, before the start of the tournament, I thought they were the most fun fans I've seen, and this was just this. It's just disgusting. It's just disgusting to see. That's my heel. That is my heel of the week. Fuck racism. It hasn't. That should never be allowed. Um, like the fact that like even I'm gonna go on a little rant here or go on a little off topic, but the fact that America hasn't made the KKK illegal yet. Like, let's think about that. Why is that not illegal? I'm coming in hard on offended here today. I'm done with this racism bullshit. I'm done with it. If you're fucking racist, stay out of my fucking life. Plain and simple. Like, get the fuck out of here. But for real, ask yourself that question. Why is the KKK not illegal here yet? Why has that not happened yet? That's absolutely bullshit. Stop allowing these racist assholes to continue to be racist. Plain and simple. 
There's nothing else I have to say about that. That's your face and heel of the week. Woo! Got a little, uh... Yeah, I mean, fuck it. I don't care. You're gonna be a racist piece of shit. I don't fucking care. I don't. Like, if you got offended by what I just said, maybe you're just a fucking racist piece of shit, then. Alright, moving on! Let's get on with offended here today. Uh, fans. <laughs> what a fucking horrible transition. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's go into the UFC fight this past weekend. Uh, Conor McGregor breaking his ankle, uh, which was disgusting. If you haven't seen the fucking picture or video of it. Uh, breaks his ankle in the first round against his fight uh, against Dustin Poirier, which was the third fight between the two. Um, Poirier was winning that fight. Um, he was, I think Poirier was going to beat him up no matter what. Uh, McGregor has no ground game. He has no ground game whatsoever. Poirier is smart enough to know just take it to the ground and just fucking beat him up from there. To be fair... Anything could have happened in that second round or moving forward in that fight. If McGregor lands a strong strike, he could have knocked him out. He knocked him out before. Knocked him out in the first fight. Um, but I think Poirier is smarter now. Poirier is on a fucking tear right now, too. Uh, he's one of... He's probably the... I would say he's probably the fighter in the UFC that has the hottest hot streak right now. I think he's won like eight in a row or something like that. It's something crazy like that. Like the fact that he hasn't gotten a title shot yet is crazy. Um, but McGregor kicked him. Uh, what I disagree with Poirier on is that he said he, he checked one of Connor's kicks and that's where Connor broke his ankle. Uh, completely disagree with that. Uh, he did not check any of his kicks and Connor was fine for the most part throughout that fight after he threw, I think like, I think he only threw a few kicks before Poirier just took him to the ground and it was just all over him. Connor totally stepped backwards, rolled his ankle. And when he rolled his ankle, his ankle literally just snapped in half. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. I mean, it was absolutely disgusting to see. And I remember watching that. And when he fell backwards, I didn't see the initial like ankle break. But when he fell backwards, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Why did he just lose his balance? And, like, why did he just fall over? Like, what what, what happened? And the fact that he continued to fight and continued to defend himself, and he defended himself pretty fucking well, is astonishing. Her ankle is literally facing the opposite direction, and he was just like, yeah, let's fucking go for the second round. Um, so I disagree with Poirier in the post-fight comments saying that, oh, I you know, he broke his ankle on a, on a check kick. Um, and before you're like, Oh, there goes tricky. You fucking sticking up for McGregor. No, I actually bet on Poirier to win that fight by submission in the second round. And if that would have happened, I would have won like fucking $500. So I was more pissed at the fight than it just go into the second round rather than McGregor winning. All right. Damn it. <laughs> I do love how McGregor called Steve-O out from Jackass and saying that, uh, <laughs> Steve was a crackhead because he bet on uh, Poirier, not McGregor. And Steve was like, oh, I guess this crackhead's very smart. <laughs> Love Steve. Uh, after the fight, there's just some petty bullshit going on between the two. Uh, I thought Poirier did not handle the post fight press conference well. 
with Rogan in the octagon, but I also thought McGregor overstepped some lines uh, as well. As put that's I mean you're expect you're expecting to see that on McGregor. You're expecting it. Uh, one of the things I do think is funny is that Poirier's wife apparently did slide into his DMs, into McGregor's DMs a few years ago. And McGregor's just like, yeah, you were all about it. He posted proof of it, too, which is even funnier. Uh, and, ah, I don't know. That's just my take on it. I just think it's hilarious. McGregor's going to always be viewed as this villain, no matter what he does. He's always going to be viewed as a villain. It's kind of like Kanye West. Always going to be viewed as a villain, no matter what. No matter what. Even if the other party's in the wrong, they're always going to be viewed as a villain. Like Kanye West, for example. You never hear about the good he does for the human race. You never hear about his charity work that he does. You don't hear a goddamn thing about it. You only hear about the negative from Kanye West because that fits the media's agenda. I'm just going to be straightforward about that. I don't agree with that. Kanye West has severe bipolar depression disorder. Severe bipolar depression. Just because he's a celebrity doesn't mean that he can handle it better than all of us. Because that's just not true at all. If anything, it makes it worse. It makes it a hundred times worse. And here we are as human beings, as uh, people who listen to the media, we just constantly make fun of him over and over and over. What do you think that does for him? Does that help him? Does that help him grow into becoming a better person? No, it doesn't. If anything, you're becoming Kanye West. You're becoming the thing you fucking hate the most. You're becoming the bully. Like, don't do that. The dude has a fucking problem. He needs help. He doesn't need to be bullied. And if 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 you could take anything away from this podcast is that. Like, if people are going... Everybody's going through shit. Everybody's going through something. And, you know, if they're angry and they're not there mentally and you can tell, don't give them shit for it. Fucking be there for them. That's, that's your... <laughs> That's a new segment of Unoffended. That's your life lesson here, Unoffended. It's so weird being the only person here. <laughs> Where's Katie? Where's Sotsie? Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Stevo, um, brought him up a little while ago. Uh, the jackass. Uh, for campaign has kicked off for their new movie coming out in October. Uh, the trailer drops on July 20th, which I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for the movie to come out. And the movie has now has a title called Jackass Forever. In uh, this film, this uh, Jackass movie is basically going to introduce a whole new crew of Jackass guys. And the OG jackass guys are basically passing the torch off and being like, here you go. Keep the name going. We're done. Sad. It's very sad. Uh, what's fucking crazy is that Johnny Knoxville, uh, if you go to Steve-O's Instagram or even Gorilla Flix's Instagram, uh, you'll see the picture from the upcoming jackass movie. One of the stunts in that movie that was done, I guess Knoxville gets hit by a bull and he flies up in the air. That picture um, is the stunt where Johnny Knoxville legitimately almost died. Yeah. Uh, the OG jackass guys are going out with a fucking bang. That's all I got to say. Uh, I can't wait to see it. They had a Shark Week special 
a Jackass special last night on Shark Week. And one of the new guys, his name is Poopies. You heard that right? His name is Poopies. I just think it's hilarious that his name is Poopies. I'm going to keep saying it like that too. Poopies. Um, it was one of the probably worst injuries that I've ever seen on Jackass. Um, they did a stunt. Obviously, every stunt they did last night was had to do with sharks. Shark Week. Uh, it was Steve O'Ponius, um and the two and two new guys, uh, Poopies, and the other one, Jasper. You might know Jasper from the uh, Adult Swim show Loiter Squad with Tyler, the creator, uh, which was also produced by the Jackass guys. It was basically Jackass again, just on Adult Swim, which just like skits intertwined into it. Um, but they did some pranks with the sharks and or some skits stunts with the sharks. One of them was Poopies riding like a wakeboard up a ramp, and he's supposed to jump over the sharks. Well, uh, he didn't. He fell on the ramp and just fell right into the pit of sharks. And at first, everyone's laughing, and all of a sudden, you literally see the shark attack him and bite his hand. Uh, you hear the crew freaking out, get him. Like, I mean, you hear Pontius yelling, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. And, uh, the crew rushes in. They show the fucking blood pouring out of his hand, like out of his wrist where he was bit. And it's a lot, like it's a fucking lot. And if you mix water in with all that and even fucking goddamn salt water, can imagine how painful that would have felt. But the amount of blood he were, he was losing, as yeah, it was absolutely insane. It's insane. He's lucky to be alive. He's very lucky to be alive. Um, Steve posted a picture of his hand afterwards. His hand was literally looks like it was just sewn back on. I don't even know if it's still functioning at this point. But if you ever seen the Nightmare Before Christmas and the chick that's in it, that's voiced by Catherine O'Hara, um, that's what it looked like. It just looked like the hand was just sewn back on. Like, I can't imagine the pain he was going through. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And for the first time, for the first time ever, Steve and Chris Pontius were freaked out. Like, I've never seen that. I've never seen any of the Jackass guys, like, legitimately freaked out on a stunt gone wrong. Like, there's been a few stunts that have gone wrong for Jackass, but they were still able to crack some jokes, like, afterwards. But this one, it was, like, Pontius was shaking. Steve-O was, looked like he was going to be sick to his stomach. Uh, Pontius is like, you know, he said on the show, it's like, we do these stunts and we keep coming out of it unharmed and, you know, we're fine. You know, then it's on to the next one. It's on to the next one. He's like, this is the first time he's like that he can think of. That's like, this is the first one that's gone wrong and it's not fine. And he was just kind of shaking a little bit, just like, holy shit, like, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy. It's really crazy to think about all the crazy shit that, like, jackass, the jackass guys have done, and even Wild Boys almost more than the jackass guys, the Steve and Chris Pontius. Think about all the animals that they, like, did, like, stunts with where they could have easily have gotten fucked up. What about Steve and Jackass number two? where he fucking puts the fish hook in his mouth and gets casted off into the ocean with sharks. And a shark was coming up to Steve-O, looking like he was going to bite Steve-O, but luckily, 
Steve-O kicked the shark with his foot on accident, and the shark freaked out and, and swam away. Like, that, that shark could have attacked Steve-O there. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy that this was the first time. The first time, and literally, uh, they've been around for, what, 20-something years? For like 22, 23 years? This is the first time something majorly wrong has happened? That's crazy. That is crazy to think about. That is absolutely crazy to think about. Um, I'll never forget Pines being like, I can't believe I'm fishing for sharks using Steve-O as my bait. Ha, 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 ha. I love a jackass. I can't wait. I can't wait for the fourth one. But yeah, last night, that was one of the most disgusting things I think I've ever seen. Oh, gross. Absolutely gross. Oh, man. We are flying through everything I want to talk about. Is this how normal podcasts are supposed to be? We just go on a fucking rant, like, when I have people over? I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Maybe next week. Uh, oh, I guess I just thought of something. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko requesting for a trade with the Blues. Uh, kind of saw it coming. Uh, I thought he was going to get traded anyways. I didn't realize he was the one that wanted out. Um, but to be honest, I I don't blame him for wanting a trade. I'm going to say it. I don't blame him for wanting a trade. I don't. I get it. If our organization, if I was a professional athlete and that organization fucked up my shoulder surgery several times, I would be pretty pissed off also. Um, I know a lot of people um, make fun of him for wanting to be the captain of the Blues. Um, but you heard it here first on Offended a few years ago. We have an inside source of the Blues that it was 100% accurate during that Stanley Cup run. 100% accurate. And I remember getting into it with some people from ESPN 101 and they were saying, Oh, you don't have the proof. You don't have the proof. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be dumb and give away my source and then lose my source. You stupid fucks. Um, there was some turmoil in the locker room. And I remember hearing from a source that it was kind of divided down the middle. Not even, uh, it said it was a lot more people on the side of Vladimir Tarasenko than there was on the side of Alexander Petrangelo. And, um, the source had said that the team is 100% being led by Vladimir Tarasenko and not Alex Petrangelo, and that's what caused uh, somewhat of a rift. It caused a uh, it's not even a, it wasn't even a 50-50 divide. It was like an 80-20 divide in the locker room, and it just caused for some terrible play, in my opinion. There was no chemistry. Uh, it wasn't until Mike Yeo got fired that uh, Barubi, I think, kind of kick their asses in the shape a little bit and be like, you're a fucking team. Stop being selfish. Um, I think if Tarasenko doesn't get hurt after they win the Stanley cup, maybe, maybe he then becomes the captain. But I think after winning the Stanley cup and last season and even this past season, I don't think there's anybody's doubt. I don't think there's a doubt in anybody's mind. Ryan O'Reilly is the true captain of the St. Louis blues. I can, say that and I really wanted Tarasenko to be the captain but Ryan O'Reilly is the captain there's no question about it he is the captain of the St. Louis Blues he's a captain for a reason uh he's a great leader on and off the ice he's a great leader Tarasenko's just frustrated and 
to I'm going to say this to all the Blues fans that are out there saying, oh, fuck him. Get him out of St. Louis. Fuck him. He doesn't want to be here. Fuck him. Have you ever quit a job? Have you ever been a part of somewhere where you felt like you weren't getting the credit that you were deserved? Now, would you stay with that or would you want to change it? Would you want to try and change it? Would you want to leave and go to another job? That's my question to you. Because if you kept getting dicked over, over and over and over, wouldn't you want to change the scenery? And before you say, oh, well, you got dicked over on over and over and over by not getting the captaincy. Our organization botched his fucking shoulder, shoulder surgery, not once, not twice, but three fucking times. They rushed him back into the bubble, which re re-injured his shoulder but not also re-injured his shoulder it also injured another piece of muscle in his arm because he because they rushed him back Vladimir Tarasenko should never have played in that bubble never they should have held off and waited till the start of the following season and I guarantee you if they waited and held off and let him rehab his shoulder like how he was supposed to we might not be in this like spot. We might still have Vladimir Tarasenko. And what I'm very worried about is that we're going to trade Vladimir Tarasenko and he's going to come back to come back to form and just be this phenomenal hockey player again. Whether people want to admit it or not, Vladimir Tarasenko in the playoffs, the year we from 2019 and I think the last four seasons prior to that year that we won the cup, Vladimir Tarasenko was second behind Alexander Ovechkin in the amount of goals scored in the playoffs. Think about that. Think about how far the Blues got in those years. The fact that he was second, it's pretty fucking good if you ask me. He was on the cover of a fucking NHL video game. Not just any person can get on the cover of that game. Like you have to be some you have to be kind of an all-star to get on the cover of that game. I think our organization mishandled Vladimir Tarasenko tremendously. And I'm very worried that he's going to make us regret ever getting rid of him. He's going to make us regret a lot of things. I'm not looking forward to seeing Vladdy go. Um, I do expect a pretty decent, pretty large return. It's going to be a blockbuster trade. It's not going to be like just any other trade. We're not just going to trade him and free up cap. I think we're going to trade him and get somebody good in return. The person that I'm actually worried about the most and not resigning is uh, Jaden Schwartz. Jaden Schwartz is the heart and soul of the St. Louis Blues. Look at the stats with him in the lineup versus the stats with him out of the lineup. They're insane. Jaden Schwartz is our glue to this hockey team. We need to resign Jaden Schwartz more than anything right now. So, uh, Doug Armstrong, do whatever you can. Get Jaden Schwartz to re-sign and stay with St. Louis. We need him. And for the Vladdy trade, he's not staying unless we throw the fucking bank at him, which I just don't see happening. Because um, that's a risk. It's a risk no matter who takes him. Because you know what? His shoulder might not be good. He might not return to form. I just have a gut feeling that he's going to return to form and be a fucking great player still. He has the heart. If you have the heart, your body can do amazing things, especially with adrenaline. Um, but we'll see what happens. You got the expansion draft coming up soon. Uh, wondering who we're going to protect, who we're going to 
not protect. Uh, maybe that's a topic for the next episode. Um, we'll see. We'll see who we lose. We will see who we lose. All right. On to. All right. Um, so we're going to do this again. Um, I was going to go into a smooth transition into talking about uh, how excited I am that fans are back. But instead, I'm thinking I'm going to change it up. Fuck you, Amory, Missouri. Seriously. Go fuck yourselves. This fucking company are the biggest fucking pieces of shit and the laziest fucks I think I've ever encountered in my life. Um, why am I... St- People are probably listening to this and being like, what just happened? I felt like Tricky was in a good mood. What? Why is he so angry now? I'm angry because I just recorded a good 20 minutes of this podcast at the end of the show. I was literally at the point of the after the shout outs where I'm saying you can follow us on Facebook and all that good shit. I was at that point when the power literally goes out for about five seconds and then kicks back on. Well, the power still went out and guess what? I lost the entire last 20 minutes of this show. Uh, and I thought I did a pretty fucking good job too. I was actually very proud of myself. I was very skeptical. I'm very nervous about doing a solo show. I have a lot of anxiety about doing it. It wouldn't be that big of a deal if my power hadn't been out since 1 a.m. on Friday night and didn't kick back on until 6 p.m. last night on Sunday. That's right. So I guess you could say Saturday morning. But Friday night at 1 a.m., my power went out, and Amron didn't fucking fix it until 6 p.m. Sunday night. While everybody else around this fucking house had power. How the fuck does that happen? What a fucking joke. Amron, you're a fucking joke. You are a fucking joke. Oh, we got so many people helping us now. No, the fuck you don't. You're, you monopolized the whole electric company. All like You monopolized... That entire industry here in the state. So now that you have to outsource to other states to get more people in here for shit like when shit like that happens. It's a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke. So I lost the whole last 20 minutes of this show. I'm going to try to redo it again. However, I just, I'm just not going to be in the same mood as I was before. I was very happy before. And now I'm just... It is what it is. But you guys are the pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. Like, I cannot believe that just happened. I don't even think my fucking internet has kicked back down yet either. (sighs) Anyway, fans came back to AEW this past week, and holy shit, was it fucking good. And I'm, you know, to be... Alright, to be completely honest, it was fucking so cool to see the fans back. It's been so long since the fans have been back in like wrestling. It was 15 months for AEW. Um, they got a full live audience. Um, obviously, they had a couple of shows in Jacksonville. They had fans, and the last pay-per-view had a full crowd. But it's not the same. It's not the same until you get back to an arena and when you're traveling 
and you have the fans back. One of the major things that happened was uh, Alistair Black from WWE, uh, a.k.a. from the Indies, Tommy End, and now his name is Malachi Black in AEW, debuted for AEW this past Wednesday night to a thunderous ovation from the crowd. The crowd reacted in a way that is just something I truly, truly missed in wrestling. And um, very happy for him. I think he got really fucked over. What's cool is that he's doing this gimmick, this persona. That's kind of a horror persona of him uh, kind of having split personalities. Kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Or did I get that backwards? Is it Dr. Hyde? No. Whatever. Jekyll and Hyde. You know what I'm talking about. Fuck off. Um, but he's doing like a kind of a split personality gimmick and he, uh, that like literally two days before, I don't know how I didn't see this coming. Um, two days before his debut on AEW, he put out a, like a little short film. It was like a three minute short film of him in like a mental institution. Um, and doctors are like, checking up on him and he's handcuffed to the table and he's like, this happened, this happened. The doctor's like, no, it didn't happen. He's like, for the last five years, you guys have lied to me and ruined my life. And they're like, we haven't done anything to you. This is all in your head. Basically the doctors are playing the role of WWE saying, and he's saying that he was just kind of manipulated and, you know, lied to over and over and over, which is true. He was. And, um, he was the next big thing in NXT and he got called up to the main roster and nothing happened. Uh, they took him off TV for a little bit to rebuild him up and they brought him back on only to take him off TV again, just to rebuild him up again. It was really dumb. Uh, they ran an angle last year during COVID where Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins was obsessed with, I guess, shoving people's eyes in the steel steps. Seth Rollins did that to Aleister Black, shoved his face, shoved his eye into the side of a steel step. And Aleister Black, when he came back, he came back as a bad guy with a vengeance. He came back as a heel, and he he was wearing like an eye patch and all that good WWE stuff. Basically, it was stupid. Um, But when he took the eye patch off, oh my God, his eye is so mangled. It was clearly just a contact in your eye that just took away the color like in the eye. So it just looks like a black dot. It's one of those contact lenses. But in WWE, we're supposed to be like, oh my God, look at his eye. We've never seen that before. <clears throat> Kane. Um, so outdone. Anyway, what's unique about this is he got released. Uh, when he got released, um, he said Aleister Black is done. That's a part of his career that he doesn't even want. He doesn't want to think about revisiting. Like he's just done with it. But he's grateful for the time that he had for the fans and everything else. When he debuted in AEW, he debuted with his eye fucked up, with the contact lens in his eye and his left in the side of his face like bruised. As he did the black mass, the spinning heel kick to Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes, kicking off that he's a heel in AEW. His name is now Malachi Black. What's cool about this is I've never seen a wrestler uh, take a gimmick from another company and go into a different company, still kind of bringing that continuity in the in the gimmick realm and the storyline realm. He's literally bringing it into WWE. It's very cool, very unique. Really hasn't been done. Um, 
that I, I mean, I, that I can even think of off the top of my head. Obviously, some wrestlers, when they uh, change companies, they, they're the same person. But they don't continue a certain story kind of into another promotion. And he's doing that all on his own because you have the creative freedom to do whatever you want in AEW. So I think Malachi Black is going to be a major, major role player for AEW for years to come. And I'm so happy and I'm so excited for him. Um, he was, he does a lot of tr- uh, Twitch streams and he was saying how that was like top three already. One of his all time favorite moments of his career and how the fans went crazy. Holy shit. I missed the fans. It was that roar of the crowd was awesome. The lights go out when they came back on the pure, the fans just being purely shocked was fucking awesome. Um, and in a funny note on that. So when you get released from WWE, you're supposed to have a 90 day, no compete clause. Well, whoever released, uh, Tommy and Malachi black, whatever you want to call him. They forgot to update his release from a 30 day to a 90 day, no compete clause. And on the 31st day after his 30 day, no compete clause was up. WWE tried to add on the next, like another two months because they forgot to do it. And AEW and Tony Khan were like, nope, you fucked up. You can't do that anymore. He is now a free person. He is not employed by you anymore. They're like, shit. So he got the debut early, which is fucking awesome. Um, very, very excited for him. Also in AEW, you had a street fight between the Young Bucks versus Penta del Sierra Miero. And Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Tag Team Titles uh, match was f- fucking bonkers. This this part where the uh, Nick Jackson took a handful of th- thumbtacks, shoved them in Eddie Kingston's mouth, and let his brother Matt Jackson super kick Eddie Kingston in the face, making the the thumbtacks explode out of his mouth was insane. That was crazy. Um, Young Bucks retain. Uh, Young Bucks' heels are just fucking so hilarious. I love every minute of it. Uh, overall, AEW in general, they're just about to take over the wrestling world again, and I can't wait. Uh, tickets last week went on sale for AEW in Chicago for Dynamite Rampage and All Out uh, that Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, we got tickets. We got the combo pack. We got tickets. We'll see you guys there. Probably won't go to the Dynamite show, but we will for sure be at Rampage and... Uh, all out we make our grand return to all out this year i can't wait katie and i went to the first two shows obviously last year was not in chicago it was in jacksonville where they've been running shows for the better part of 15 months um but they're back in chicago in uh labor day weekend i'm so excited i can't wait also bought tickets for a couple of local shows here featuring aew wrestlers ethan page and eddie motherfucking kingston can't wait for that uh next week Darby Allen faces Ethan Page in a coffin match in AEW on AEW Dynamite. Can't wait for that. Um, I'm sorry, guys. This was a lot better the first time around. Um, I'm just I'm trying very hardly. I'm trying very hard uh, not to lose my mind with that power going out again. <laughs> oh my god! I need help. Ah, uh, anyway. AEW Dynamite fans are back. Very excited. Uh, WWE fans return for WWE this Friday night on SmackDown. Um, 
even though I think it's kind of dumb because this Sunday is a pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. It's like, why would you not just hold off the fans for the pay-per-view? Whatever, but I digress. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else happened on Dynamite. Uh, Adam Hangman Page setting up Hangman versus Kenny Omega. Uh, I did say before, I think Hangman is going to be the first person to kick out of the one-wing angel. One-wing angel. Um, that's going to launch him to superstardom. Hangman is the, I think, your next big baby face for AEW. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Omega two weeks ago was phenomenal. And I think that made Jungle Boy a believable person to win the world title sometime in the near future. Uh, other than that, that basically about wraps it up here. Uh, the NWA is coming to St. Louis, too. Wrestling at the Chase Returns uh, in August. That's an historic event. Wrestling at the Chase was a major, major, major deal for the city of St. Louis. And the fact that it's back for the first time since 1984, is a, that's a fucking big deal. And it's going to be... That's something that should be celebrated amongst wrestling fans everywhere, in my opinion. Can't wait for that. Uh, just wrestling for me from the start of August to the end of like the year for me is just going to be awesome. St. Louis is getting AEW Rampage in full gear in November. Can't wait for that. Just excited. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Fans are back, baby. And man, did I miss the roar of the crowd. If you guys want to look it up, Look up Malachi Black debuting in AEW. Just listen to that roar. Something just just fucking great. Love it. All right. Uh, same with the one, two, three finish. Uh, my number one shout out: Patty Maroon winning his third consecutive Stanley Cup in a row. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning and winning their second consecutive Stanley Cup in a row. Stanley Cups here. I already miss hockey. Let's go Blues. Um, number two. Um, man, I'm just, I'm thinking about if I only talked about AEW or wrestling in the second half of the show. I can't remember what else I talked about. Uh, number, <coughs> number two, just fans are back. Super excited that fans back. Uh, and number three, shout out to the maid in Denver, Colorado, uh, that was, uh, working at a hotel which was right next to Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, for the MLB All-Star Game that's taking place this week. Um, the, maid, the maid's a hero. She stopped probably the next big mass shooting here in America. Um, she was doing her job, just doing room service, was cleaning her room, and she discovered 16 guns in the room along with uh, body armor. Uh, four people were arrested. Uh, their motive was to do a mass shooting at the MLB All-Star Game, so... Uh, shout out to that maid because you have no you have no idea how many lives like you have really saved and that's something that should be celebrated and I don't, and I think that's something that's not getting enough media attention right now for whatever fucking reason but shout out to her uh, you can follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube and, Inst- and whatever you can follow us on all social media platforms at offended pod you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at trick ten forty two um. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify to Fender Presents Songs of the Week, which obviously is going to be stopped being updated probably pretty shortly. So we're done with it, you know? Make sure to go follow anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs, including us, uh, the Offended Podcast, Anything But Credible Podcast, 
Going off topic podcast, movie merge podcast, what's your bliss podcast, and so much more. Go check it out at anythingforcredible.com. Make sure to go check out podcastmo.com also for all your Missouri podcast needs. Uh, and wherever you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Yeah, that's right. On that note, too, motherfuckers. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us just by searching Offended. Uh, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Do all that good stuff. All right. I did it. I did it for the fucking second time in a row now. I made a podcast by myself. Wasn't bad. Um, I'm still fairly pretty fucking angry that uh, I lost the last 20 minutes of it because it was a lot better than this. I'm, I'm just going to be completely honest. It was a lot better. It was genuine, it was real, it wasn't faked like this is, um, trying my damnedest not to let my anger get in the way, but it's very hard not to, um, especially when you have anxiety about stuff, and it's, I feel like people, well, I don't know, anyway, fuck you, Cameron, <laughs> well, we'll see you guys soon, probably next week, uh, I'm Tricky, this has been... Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. We'll see you soon.